Our friends at DNCO have styles exclusively in sizes 10 to 32. They're all about helping women find their personal style. If you're plus, you know it's not always easy to find clothes you love. DNCO is all about solving that with a great shop and personal styling service dedicated to the plus community. They have hundreds of brands you love, like Mainwell, Third Love, and Eloquate. Use our code SWIPEFAT for 30% off your order. Head to dia.com slash SWIPEFAT to get shopping. Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Nikki. Welcome to Swipe Fat. Where dating's hard. But dating when you're fat is even harder. Where we get rejected. At least that's what's happening. We're getting rejected alive. <laughs> um, yep. Seems to, yeah. be the, seems to be the theme. Uh, I got rejected this week because our lives are incompatible because um, he saw my Instagram and he doesn't like that. So cool. Cool. Um, so if you guys want to follow me on my uh, dating Instagram, it's at Nikki, 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 Nikki. Nikki had to start a full new Instagram so that people don't know that she has a podcast or that she's an influencer. So that oh, men, please go follow that I can will to men. date her. Thank you. Because <laughs> apparently my life is unattractive to men. Um, I think I think it's hard for men to see women be successful. Yeah. And if men have complexes about their own success. Yeah. then that's gonna, gonna be have a problem complexes and I know I should if they doesn't like it I probably shouldn't be with them but maybe like maybe we start off it's a soft launch you know yeah. it's a soft launch in my life I, I can like fair. sprinkle it in I could sprinkle it in that's fair <laughs> yeah. just to, to preface though Nikki did not have it in her profile so like, no, I took I it out of my profile. I know I don't want people coming at you for the profile no, it, thing. it is out of my profile he just after talking for almost a week, asked for my profile. It's a whole, it, it was a fucked up situation and fuck him. Goodbye to him. But anyways, boys suck. Um, girls rule. <laughs> <laughs> girls rule, boys drool. And today we have the coolest girl on. We have Mary Fran from TikTok. Stop laughing at me. I'm sorry, but it was funny. Okay. Sometimes I'm funny. <laughs> Boys rule, girls drool. Girl. No, no, girls roll, boys drool. Oh, what did I say? You said girls drool, boys roll. Sorry, Gross. I didn't mean that. Oh, Gross. no. Mary Fran's going to be so disappointed in you I'm when she finds out. But you tell her. Yeah, I won't. It's our little secret. It's our little secret. Um, But yeah, we got to sit down with me. It's Mary Fran from TikTok. Like, if you don't know her, where have you been living? Under a rock. <laughs> Yeah, she has like almost 700,000 followers. Mm -hmm. She's a fat and body positive um, influencer. She talks about PCOS, eating disorder, recovery, and mental health, and like really telling you to wear the damn bikini, to wear what you want. And like, I love her and her energy. Yeah, I love her colors. Like, she wears so much color. It really is a vibe for me. Yeah, she's just so, so damn, like, she's so positive but like not in a sickening way you know yeah, yeah like yeah, a realist yeah. she's re realistically positive and I like that and I like that I like that me too so do you want to just like hop in okay let's do it hi Mary Fran thanks for coming on hi I'm happy to be here thanks for having me thanks for joining us I like did mm -hmm. a deep dive on your TikTok this morning. Oh. Like, I mean, you pop up yeah. on my for you page at, like every day, but today <laughs> was like a, like a deep dive. 
man, you're colorful. Like I knew you were, but like <laughs> so many colors. And I wasn't, I wasn't always this way. I, um, I, I recently in the past, probably like three-ish years really came into my color is kind of where it's at. Um, and I think it's because I just started to get really comfortable in who I was and I moved home where my family is six years ago. And I was in a really interesting space mentally. And I was wearing a lot of black and a lot of gray and a lot of not wanting to be seen. And then as I started to get into the person that I always think I wanted to be um, with my job and things like that, I started to just like really lean into like being a wackadoo. And I like, I describe my style with color as like, I'm eight years old and I can drive, I can like dress myself, you know, like I, I will wear what I want to wear. And if I want to wear rainbow sparkly boots with like Chevron pattern, <laughs> so be it. But, um, I think I feel weird when I don't wear color or a lot of color, you know? Yeah. I feel like Alex can probably relate to that. Yeah, for sure. She loves color and sparkles. I, I think I had a similar, oh, absolutely. I had a similar experience. I feel like once I started to like feel confident in my body, I was like, okay, I'm actually like, I actually like color. Like I want to wear color, but I feel like everyone, everything you read in magazines, because I'm that old, like, you know, I read a lot of magazines. All the advice was like, wear black, don't wear stripes. Like all, you know, it was a lot of like minimize who you are so that people don't see it. Like hide and yeah. once I stopped doing that yeah it was about hiding it was about hiding who yeah. like your size and so once I realized I didn't have to do that I was like actually I like color I actually like it it's pretty liberating <laughs> it is I mean now I'm like wearing black right now but <laughs> it's a crop there's, top there's nothing, there's nothing against it it's there's a crop top black. and she doesn't have a bra so if I stand up and you see some bottom boob sorry <laughs> bras are prisons um I don't like them and when I have to wear them I find myself in a grouchy mood for at least 20 minutes <laughs> really yeah no I don't do I don't do any of that but I think your your comment about magazines definitely resonates I think the there's always been this like part of me when I would dress or wear things as a larger bodied person that it was this idea of like flattering right? Mm -hmm. That's a really flattering cut or that's a really flattering pattern or that color is really flattering on your skin tone. When in reality, like what the fuck does that even mean? Like it doesn't. And I I remember my mom who, the thing about my journey with loving my body and knowing that my body is not everything about me. My mom, my sister, my dad, my brother were never ones to like shame me in that. In fact, my mom was very much like anti letting me like be down and she was like who fucking cares I don't care if you're like plus size it was extended family that were that was like that and other factors but I remember standing in the kitchen with my mom and I was wearing I don't even remember it was like some sort of pants and I was like yeah but I gotta like wear something because they can see my belly and my mom's like do you think that that shirt makes it disappear it's still there so it was like this, like, and I always, and she consistently still tells me that now we're like, I'll wear like shorts or something. I'm like, oh, you can like see the like weird stuff over here. And she's like, and jeans hide that. 
it's there. Like it, it is what it is. And I think that was a big part of like my leaning into, can you stop? My sister is like staring at me. Sorry. <laughs> um, she's, it's a glass door and they're oh. lunch. So they can be talking. Um, <laughs> we have a very full house right now. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that wearing clothes that made me feel like I was portraying the person on the inside, on the outside, if that makes sense. Um, and I did, I mean, I got comments. I worked, I've worked at um, schools and people have made comments about the things that I would wear. And I think that I never changed what I wore because I think deep down, I knew that wearing brightly colored patterns and high, like high top yellow converse and wearing weird pins in my hair, it wasn't about them. It was about me because I was finally comfortable in showing the parts of my body. Cause I knew as a teacher and as a, as a woman, that it was important for other girls and other people who identify that way to see somebody feel this confident in their skin because I didn't have that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like to wear black. I went black (laughs) to school once and and my boss, I I wore it because I was like trying to wear this like one dress in my closet. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta wear it. I like it. But like, I I just like, I wanted to bleach diet or something because it was just like, not me. And I wore it once to school and my boss, my, the principal come in and he goes, just want to make sure that you're doing okay. Um, did something happen? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you don't wear black. And it's a little concerning. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I thought I was like in mourning or something. I was just going to say, did he think you were like on your way to a funeral? (laughs) Yeah, probably. And he, cause he knows, he knows who I am as a person, but, um, I'm glad that when you were looking, you were deep diving into my TikTok that that portrayed, because I think that's the one thing I always want to do is I want to, I want to be the person that I know I'm capable of being. And I know that wearing the things that make me happy portray that, you know? Yeah. So like, do you feel like that? What, how did you start TikTok? I guess let's kind of start there. Like, how did you like well, jump in? <laughs> um, so originally I was very anti-TikTok because I was very much like that grandma that was like, you confunded kids during quarantine. I'm like, I'm not going to get on there. It's so stupid. Um, but then quarantine hit and we were at home. And like I said, I live, I live very rural. I live on a massive acre farm with my five family and it started to get a little depressing. And so I downloaded TikTok on a whim just to like watch silly videos of like cats jumping from roofs and like, you know, you know, stuff like that to make me laugh. And I'm in therapy, which is like, I recommend it highly 10 out of 10 experience, go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> my therapist challenged me because I was in a space during quarantine, um, where I had just come off of being on the keto diet, which mm-hmm. is yep. a whole other can of worms. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I think back on it and it was not a good choice for me, but it, it catapulted me into a different spot because during quarantine, I went off of it very suddenly and it caused me to gain significant amounts of weight, at least visually, because I don't weigh myself. Um, and it kind of put me in a space of like not feeling as confident. And, um, I talked about it with my therapist and she challenged me on TikTok. She's like, you don't have that many followers. It's very low stake. I want you to do 30 days 
of doing like a 30 second video of you dancing, but I want you to do it and appreciate your body while you do it. And if you find yourself in that moment saying, oh my God, look at how big my thighs are, or, oh my God, look how disgusting I look or whatever those detrimental thoughts mm -hmm. were, because I want you to stop it, change the song and do it differently. So that's where it started, where I was like doing this. And it was like my therapy homework almost. Cause I had like 50 followers and they were probably all people I went to high school with. And it was like low stakes. Um, and then it just kind of picked up from there. I was like sharing little pieces of school and like on here. And then I was just very much just like an observer. And then um, I went on a trip to Oahu, which is where I'm originally from. And we went for the weekend and we stayed at a hotel. Fun fact about me. I love to stay at like really cute hotels. I'm not hmm. going to stay at like a holiday. If that makes me like pretentious, fine. I just like cute experiences and like You're cute coffee bars. Same with us. Yeah, you're we're, talking we're to your people. Talking to the right people. people. The, aesthetic. <laughs> the aesthetic. Yeah. So we yeah. stayed at this hotel. We stayed out before. So like I had been there and we knew about it. <sighs> we went in this room. My sister and I were like putting our stuff away. And of course, after a long day, you have to pee. And so I went to the bathroom and um, the toilet was made for a child. And I had to like wedge myself in there. And I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever experienced in my entire life. So my sister filmed me doing it and I literally posted it as a joke. Like I thought it was the funniest shit I'd ever done in my entire life. And the whole thing was just funny to my sister and I, I didn't even think people would see it. And then it went viral and um, people were, and now you can Google my name and there's a picture of me sitting on a toilet for the end, to the end of time. Um, which love that for me because he <laughs> chose those screenshots to put on the article. Um, so that kind of is where like the, the viral aspect started. And that was kind of where my love hate relationship with TikTok came into. I'm kind of, we're, we're kind of not me and TikTok are not really speaking right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, they like black, they blocked you. They banned me originally, and then I got my account back, and then now I've got an account warning because they said that my account, my 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 stuff, or the videos that I'm posting are bullying and harassment. So I'm like nervous that like whatever I post but is like, going to be. But what's been bullying stuff. or harassment that you've posted? Nothing. I guess it's myself. Yeah. Okay. Great. And you know what's so funny is the original video that I put up of me in the hotel room, they flagged for bullying and harassment. They took it down. And then I reposted it because I'm a stubborn motherfucker. Yeah. And then that was the one that hit 7 million. Um, and then it just kind of grew from there. Like it, 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 it very much happened overnight of like just hundreds of thousands of people. Mm -hmm. And it was, I'll admit it was very overwhelming as somebody who all I wanted to do was like complete my therapy homework. Um, it just like exploding into this, like thing of like comments of people saying, I've never seen somebody with my body type doing this, or I've never seen somebody wear things like you do with your body type. And so it just kind of empowered me from there to like really lean into the things that I was unpacking after decades of being convinced by external like media magazines. I was an avid Cosmo girl, 17 yep. teen Vogue growing up. Me too. And I cannot remember the last time as a kid that I saw somebody that looked like me. Yeah. 
on in anything. And even nowadays, right? Like we, are we better than we were? Sure. Um, but even like my sister and I just had this conversation the other day because she's Sal, my sister is, is more of like a, she's a size 12, but she and I have very different body types. And like, when you look at plus size models or people on the media that are represented as plus size, they have that very classic hourglass flat mm -hmm. stomach figure when that's not necessarily always the reality. And so TikTok kind of became my outlet to like call out the bullshit of one body standards and this idea of beauty, but also holding people accountable to these things that people say without even like considering the, the, I guess the history behind it. Um, and that's, what's gotten me in trouble on TikTok is, is when I go after people. Um, yeah. So it just kind of went from there and, and it, I, okay. I think, but that like, it yeah. frustrates me that like TikTok does that because it's like, okay, if you're going to do that to me, then like, why aren't you doing it to the millions of men who have podcasts on this app who are saying ridiculous, horrible things about women? Like, I just feel like it's always, maybe it's just because I do follow a lot of, you know, fat women, but it feels like it's always us that's being like silenced. Um, we have yeah. other people that have come on like Miss Giggles. She's like, her stuff's always getting pulled down for violations and um, it doesn't make any sense. No, I know. And it's like, but women are also taken down for other things, not just like bullying and harassment. Right. But yeah, like so for, sure. for our bodies in general, and it's like, you know, just showing your butt and it's like mm -hmm. covered. It is like, you do have underwear on, but yeah. there's, for some reason that's offensive, but if it's a smaller body, you don't care. We've had stuff pulled down of like me on our, on our TikTok of like me in a bathing suit. Yeah. But because it had a sex, yeah. like a sound that like people were doing sexual things to, I got taken down, but like the other girls didn't. So, right. And originally, I, I think, I think too, with TikTok, you know, I've been on social media for a long time. Um, and I don't ever think that I wanted it to be my career. I still don't want it to be. Not that I'm saying I don't love my platform, <laughs> but I think, I think that there's, there's a big difference between the apps of social media, right? Like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I'm not even going to entertain Snapchat. I can't even believe that shit still exists. <laughs> um, but like, right. Like when you think about them, they're very different in their treatments. Like Facebook is very much like that, like high school, you know, all the people you were friends and family with. Instagram was kind of what started it all with like influencers and like trying to create that as a thing. And then TikTok kind of like exploded because of quarantine. But I think that there's definitely a different level of toxicity on TikTok that it gets to be really draining as a person who is just trying to be honest. Yeah. You know, like I, I respond to trolls and I'm the one that gets in trouble when I flag their comments, they're seen as valid. You know, like I, I got a violation because I called myself fat in my comment section. So like, it's just these very bizarre trigger words that again, don't make any sense. And I, I don't want to, I don't know if it's intentional because I, I don't want to give that much credit to bots, but yeah, you know, 
Well, I think that's the problem. It's bots, right? That's the problem. I think it's like, it's not a real person going in. And I, I mean, there's a whole other issue of like, I know uh, a friend who basically got pushed off of TikTok because um, like a a herd of 11 year olds were just flagging all of her content because they didn't like her. I'm pretty sure that's what happens with me. And you know, what's really funny. Um, my, again, I hate to be that person that's always talking about my students, but my teaching is my life. Um, but my students follow me and I can't keep track of them because I can't track my followers because I have so many. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'll never forget. I had a kid come to school one day and tell me that, um, and he's, he's, he's one of those ones that pushes my buttons and I push his and, you know, we're, we clash, but he came to school and he goes, Auntie Mary Fran, which is what they call me. Auntie Mary Fran, I saw a dude, he made a video about you, called you some names. And I go, okay. And he goes, you know what I told him? And I go, what? He goes, I told him to shut up. And then he blocked me. I'm like, like, all right, dude. He was like, no one gets to fuck with my teacher, but me. so good I was like this freaking 12 year old told this grown ass man who didn't need to have a microphone to shut up <laughs> that's amazing um, but yeah I mean I think about the videos that they flagged and taken down and like recently the video that they like are now I have this like obnoxious thing at the top of my account that says account warning in like bright red letters um it was a video of me basically talking about these comments that I constantly get from people. Um, and it's the same shit every single time. It's like, if you're going to insult me and you're going to like come after my body, get creative, original, yes. like calling me a whale is a compliment at this point. Like whales are highly intelligent and have incredible sex lives. Like go fuck yourself. Have you done what you want? Have you gotten hippopotamus? I just got that. And it was like, I thought I was like, that's a good one because it's different than what everybody else is saying. I, I think the most creative one that I got, there were two. And my sister thinks it's the funniest shit on the entire planet. Um, cause of course I tell my sister, my sister is like, if I'm like sunshine, my sister is like Hades, mm-hmm. like she'll fuck you up. And like, she's super protective of me, but she's like, she'll never say that because she's too cool. Um, but somebody commented and she showed me the comment on my video because I didn't even see it. Somebody said that I was shaped like a couch. And I thought that was the funniest shit I'd ever heard in my life. Never been called a couch, but at least like maybe like an anthropology couch because I'm yeah. fancy. Yeah. You know? But it's like, yes. they got creative. Like at least if you're yeah. going to do it, like okay. just hit me with something I've never heard before. Yeah. Or like, uh, like saying shit to me and I'm like, you guys, oh God, like the things of like, it's the classic, like cut your calories and double your workouts. Go fuck yourself, double my workouts. I know. Like, you can kiss my fat ass for all I care. And then that makes them even more mad because I don't care. Like mm-hmm. I don't care. And because at the same time, I'm like, you realize I can see your account and that you're like, obnoxiously not attractive and not only is your personality ugly but like your account has like three followers and you have toothpaste on your mirror like maybe go fix that you know go fix mean? it like, yeah I got toothpaste on my mirror too but at least I'm a good person you know yeah shit out 
Exactly. <laughs> I, I saw, um, do you follow Caleb doing things? I think that's his name on TikTok. I think so. What kind of video? Possibly. He's a, he's a plus size comedian. He's like a guy. He's a guy. Um, he was a teacher too. He used to be. Um, and he was like, you know, I don't mind if you troll me with like a good, like if you're saying something, but he's like, okay. So he's in his classroom and he said like, um, you know, he's like, I, I try to be really cool with my students. I just want them to like me, you know, whatever. So he's like, someone's like watching my class and I had to be like, Hey dude, you got to like turn your phone off. You know, it's not me. It's them. I've seen, I've seen that. No, I haven't. Okay. And he was like, and he said like, he was like, you, you, Rosie O'Donnell looking literally something. And like, and Kate was like, you got to come in the hall. He goes, all right. That was pretty good. I have to, you have to go to the principal, but that was pretty good. Yeah. And middle schoolers are brutal. Like they, oh, yeah. the shit that they call each other. I'm like, but I always tell my kids and they, cause I get that. I also get this a lot from people commenting and asking me, do your students or like people ever make comments about your body or like make fun of you? Um, because again, middle schoolers are brutal. Um, that doesn't make me love them any less. They're going through a really, really gnarly time. Um, but I, I, I tell my kids on the day when we do syllabus where I'm like talking about rules and stuff in my classroom, I don't have a lot of rules because I'm a cool teacher. Um, but which is not true. My kids would say, are you joking? You have so many freaking rules. Um, I tell them, I'm like, you can absolutely make fun of me, go for it. But understand that if you open that door, I get to meet you with that threshold and you're not going to like it. So it's like establishing it. But at the same time, I think too, it's important to like point out with confidence. Cause I, I get, I also get this a lot of like that classic question of like, how are you so confident? How do you have this confidence to be very honest? I don't fucking know. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but I think it's like, if I'm so into something, it doesn't fucking matter that everybody else is not, you know what I mean? Like I'm giving myself enough joy and so with my students, especially with like my body type and the things that I wear, I say point blank, like, I really don't care if you think I look ridiculous dressed up like this because it makes me happy. And that's what's, what matters. Mm. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't, a, it was not an easy journey to get here. Um, I, I don't think being a bigger bodied person in this world is easy. Um, and it sucks some days. I'm not immune to it. I have meltdowns. I have my, my scream, you know, sing sessions to all too well, Taylor Swift in my car. I have my moments, mm -hmm. but I also remember that my body is just what transports me everywhere. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I had a, um, I had a, a kindergartner tell me that she loved what I wore because she said that I dressed up like a Christmas tree every day. And I think that that's the best way of looking at it of like, I'm just decorating my Christmas tree every day, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, kindergartners that's, are sweet. They're great. Need, they're really smart. <clears throat> we need to put that on a pillow, huh? like a Christmas pillow. Just dress up your Christmas tree every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Very Hallmark. I want I was dressed like a Christmas tree that day. 
but um, I know what she meant. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think same. I feel like clothes is like, it's important to me to, you know, I don't know. People are always like, you dress up so much. Like you're too, you're overdressed. And it's like, that's what makes me feel comfortable. So I don't care. Like if I show up, <clears throat> if I show up and I'm in like a gown and you guys aren't, that's a bad example. Cause I would don't really wear gowns, but you know, like that's not going <laughs> to bother me. Like that sounds like a you problem, not a me problem. Like you are yeah. uncomfortable because you're not fitting in with like what I'm like. I, t- I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. I don't know. I went to like a barbecue this weekend and everyone was like, you're like really fancy. And I was like, well, this is just like what I like to wear. You were wearing uh, like American cares. You were wearing an anthrop. What you were wearing a, a sundress. An Abercrombie. Wearing, yeah, Abercrombie. Yeah. I couldn't it started with an A. It started <laughs> with an A. I knew that. You were wearing a sundress. They can fuck off. <laughs> well, this little girl was there. I feel like I'm having my Mary Fran moment, but this little girl was there and she was like, you look like a princess. And I was like, thanks. Cause that's like what I want to look like every day. Right. Like right. that's Who my vibe. Gives a fuck about adults. Kids are the most validating humans on the planet. That's it's, all they do. It's great. <laughs> so true. I was like, thank you, Rosalind. <laughs> I so love sweet. you. I, I know it was really yeah. cute. It was really cute. Yeah. Okay. I think, you know, with clothes too, it's more of like, I don't know. I don't know. I I get, I also, my mom gets on me about it because I think there's also an innate fear as a plus size person that you want to have all the clothes because we didn't have them before. You know what I mean? It's like the kids that like didn't have TV and and like junk food growing up. And then like, once you get it, it's like, all I want to eat is pop tarts for like three months straight. Yeah. Um, That's kind of what I think also happened with me was that I started to like find all these amazing companies that are so inclusive and then I panic and I like panic buy. And then I like have things and I'm like, why do I have a black dress? I'm never going to wear it, you know? But yeah. I think that's fair too. It's hard. <laughs> I mean, I, I've like run the gamut. I have been like, I feel like every size, um, I like was straight size in high school. Um, but I was always the top end of that. And then I started getting like bigger and bigger. And I always felt like it was really hard to dress when I was like a size 12 14 it was like really hard to find clothes so it was like anytime I could find something I would just like buy it in like five different um or if like I would just find like a line that I liked by someone like I found this line at Macy's I liked and I would just buy everything they put out that season so like everything like looked alike (laughs) because it was from a collection but it was like I know this is gonna fit my body I don't even really like it but I'm gonna wear it because I can't find anything else and then it was honestly yeah. easier to find clothes once I became plus size. It was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, now I can fit in these clothes and they like actually fit. That's great. And being, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I guess I could say that I was mid-size growing up. Um, I think that there was a very warped idea in my brain of what and how big I was. Because now Same. I look at images of myself and of like even just middle school and high school and I wasn't big. I was very athletic. I played water polo full time. I was, I was in student council. Like I was busy and I was working out. I ran a goddamn half marathon my senior year. Like I wasn't, I was, I was a solid size, maybe 10, 12, but mm-hmm. in my brain, yeah. I was like the biggest person in the on the planet because I had been told by people and media and movies and magazines and books 
that my size was the, the biggest size. Yeah. And I, I, I think about the things like shopping at like Hollister, for example. Oh, my mother hated shopping at Hollister. Um, her hatred came from shopping because it's so fucking dark in there. So my <laughs> mom would like drag us around the store to like put us underneath lights so that she could see what we were wearing. Um, but I'll never forget wearing clothes in middle school and high school and even into college that I would fit into, but like barely. And I would barely. like force myself to fit in them in order to be able to like have that moment, mm-hmm. you know, of like a Hollister sweatshirt that like wouldn't zip all the way up. So it would sit like right above my belly button. Yes. You know what I mean? Like the zipper. Yes. So, or even like these like teeny tiny, like little short shorts from Hollister that I wanted to wear over my water polo swimsuit that were so stretched out from being drenched in chlorine, but of course they fit. So I think growing up you're I agree with you that like there was this element of size that was very warped. And I think about it now and I'm, I'm the largest I've been and I'm perfectly fine with that. But even in all of those different phases that I was in, I was still convinced that like my body was just like this huge problem. Yeah. That I could never shake, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah. I know. The, <laughs> it's just like growing up in that time frame is super toxic. I remember having a juicy couture, like all I wanted in life was like a juicy couture, um, like full velour suit. So I could look like everybody else. And it was full on pink. Like I, this is really, I wanted it to be full pink. And so I did, I did do it, but it like barely fit me. And I had like a how you know, like my belly would like flop over the pants because they're so like, low waisted they were low like, waist yeah they were made for Paris Hilton <laughs> and I like worse I know it was horrible so all the jeans were like that too so it was like I stopped wearing jeans that's why like Nikki and I've talked about this a lot I started only wearing dresses for like most of college because and I think that's sort of where the dressy thing comes in because it's like I couldn't really fit in pants like I couldn't yeah. find pants anywhere and then leggings yeah. weren't a thing until we were older. So I think, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I just, I think that it's just crazy what we would like try to contort ourselves into. I'm so glad that people can grow up now and like individualism Great. is so much better, like respected yeah. and like people want that now. And, you know, cause we didn't, I feel like we didn't have that. I wanted to look or cookie cutter like my friends. <laughs> like calling out trends that like are so fucking dumb like that the, because trends in general once upon a time I wanted to be in fashion I wanted to work as a stylist I like love clothes and I love styling and growing up I will I will say this I grew up in Hawaii I am from Oahu originally and it is a very different not culture but it's very different in I grew up in a bikini and I had no problem with it. In fact, I still feel most comfortable in a swimsuit because I literally grew up at the beach. My family would go at like 6 a.m. We wouldn't leave until like 8 p.m. And I never had a problem with it until I hit high school. Um, And it was always very casual in that respect, but you kind of hit the nail on the head of like finding things that fit. For a very long time, I only shopped in the boy section because that was the only place that I could find pants and jeans that would fit. And 
I remember wearing my first pair of American Eagle jeans and it was the highest it went. And I remember feeling like I had like, I was going to be on the OC. I was like in it to win it. I was there. I was a star of my own movie. Um, and Juicy Couture too. I still have, fun fact, I still have the fucking tracksuit that I bought. I do because it was my, um, my grandmother who was a very, um, key figure in my eating disorder journey. <laughs> she bought it for me when I reached my weight loss goal. Oh, wow. So I still have it because I want to do something with it. Um, but like we pulled it out the other day and I remember going to the store, which I loved Juicy Couture. Now I think about it and I was like the iconicness of like the jewelry and like all this stuff in there, very my vibe now. But I remember nothing in the store would fit me and they only had certain ones in like an extra large. Yeah. And so while I wanted the hot pink one that was like the one or like the really bright green one. Um, she bought <laughs> I got it in this like disgustingly dark charcoal gray. And so I have a full charcoal gray Juicy Couture tracksuit in my attic. And I have the terry cloth tube dress, which was another eating disorder reward. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I forgot about pink. that tube dress. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I wore it to my 16th birthday and I thought I was hot shit. <laughs> Crazy. I am mm-hmm. kind of jealous because I do not have any of these moments that you guys are talking about. So right. sorry you missed out on that. I was too, I was too fat. I was too fat for any of it. So like yeah. so yeah. But I I love that you guys had it as bad as it yeah. was of like stretching and to fitting into things. But I, yeah. I like. Like but I want I want to say that like I would like be happy for you to have that moment, but it wasn't like it wasn't a celebratory thing almost like I, like I was uncomfortable in those outfits. Mm -hmm. Like I had them, but I was not happy, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. I wanted so badly to be like what other people looked like in them. And it wasn't a reality. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know what's worse. Is it worse to be in the clothes and look bad and not bad and I don't know how to say it but like I, I would say it's right. it's my experience I get where you're mine or others because I was in clothes shitty clothes that were bigger and I still looked bad in them yeah. so like at least you were doing what the cool kids were doing in a sense I guess but it's like but people like look at you I don't know in my mind people were looking yeah. at me more because mm-hmm. I didn't look different what, yeah yeah I didn't look like whatever one else looked like in those clothes yeah. Mm. And then yeah. you want to lose weight and then mm-hmm. it starts the cycle all over it, again. Yeah. It's all fucked. Yeah. It's so. all fucked. <laughs> like it's, there's no yeah. good way no. like to be the no. only good way to have gone through the two thousands is to be a white male <laughs> who was like, I, yeah. I don't know jacked up like well, no I think even yeah. the thin people were miserable so I don't think there was any good way well that's honestly. what I'm saying like a dude like a guy who had like a perfect body and you were uh, white I uh, think like you would have been fine yeah. I think anyone who was a woman is absolutely screwed up like there I don't every single one of my friends who grew up in that time frame uh absolutely has issues with food and mm-hmm. um like in a really 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 bad way uh, I think too it's like it's hard to talk to some of my friends because they still think like that and they don't yep. think there's anything wrong with it either. So it's, it's, I don't know. 
I'm like, I'm glad that I broke free of it, but then you also have to like listen to it sometimes. And that's, I don't know. But it's also so ingrained in the things that we do every day. Like I had somebody comment on a video because I, um, we always did Weight Watchers. That was like the staple in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom, my sister, and I did Weight Watchers. And we did it a lo- for a long time, probably upwards of like 10 years. And we went to meetings, like, and I was 12 years old, like being weighed in front of adult and an adult that yeah. I had no idea who they were. I had a fancy notebook that I bought at Target to like keep track of my food. So it was this whole experience. I still have people now when I talk about how fucked up the diet programs are, they are literally designed for you to fail. That is, that is the whole point because that's the only way that they make money because it's a money game. Right. Um, I talked about my Weight Watchers journey on my TikTok and people were literally commenting, well, I'm on Weight Watchers now and it's really not that bad. Why do you have a problem with it? What, what would you say would be a better diet program to be a part of? I'm like, I'm going to, don't ask me those fucking questions. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to. So I think you're right that like, there was like a 10 to 15 year period of time where that was what we lived and breathed for media. Like we had all of these diet programs. I mean, I remember watching the biggest loser religiously, religiously. Like that was a staple in my house. And I remember like my, my family who was not immune to all of these different things saying that I would have been a perfect fit for the show yeah, because yeah. of my personality. Yeah. And I think about it now, and I t- we talk about it in my family now, because I was the biggest person in my house. That was that was always my staple title to everybody. Was I was the big girl? Um, my mom's like, "That's so fucked up. I can't believe I said that to you." Like, <laughs> but again, it's very much, and I I tell her this too because of course, like, there's elements of it as a parent that she apologizes for with putting me in Weight Watchers and doing all of this. But there's also an innate and like inevitability with all of it where like there was no escaping it. It was the time of low fat, low sugar, like weight loss and health was what people were focusing on and being fat. It was also when that whole ep- ep- obesity epidemic started and like all of that, all of that started in that time period that like unlearning all of that one really fucking hard who is terrifying to the people who want to keep fat people in a space where if you guys look like that and that's who you are that makes me better than you so I can keep myself in a happy space whereas if fat people start to say go fuck yourself I am perfect the way that I am I'm healthy with fat go unlearn all that bullshit then those people then get threatened and then I get comments like that so I don't know. It's, I mean, I really, I really love that we brought it right back to where we began. I'm really proud of us for that. <laughs> like, we, really, <laughs> we really brought it back to TikTok and I, the mean comments. I love that. <laughs> but I, I mean, yeah, it is. It's just, it's, it's a cycle. And like, I don't know. It's so, it is hard to unlearn it. I'm still unlearning it. Like, I, st- I still say, I mean, we even say stuff on the podcast sometimes. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, I listen back and I'm like, Oh, uh, what were you saying? Yeah. Uh, and even in the beginning, Nikki, remember we like said oh, a lot. We've we, learned so much since we started, like so much about ourselves, even since we started the podcast. 
like it's been I a while two years with my tiktok as well yeah i think i've started to see and like when people ask me questions or like question the things that i say or do um like one of the videos that like really pissed people off was um that you can decline to be weighed at the doctor yeah i'm like like and no questions asked like yeah you don't need to weigh me because i'm getting a flu shot go fuck yourself like I'm not doing that um that you would have thought that I was announcing the date of the apocalypse like people lost their minds and I'm like why does this bother you like if you want to get weighed go for it but like I don't Mm -hmm. so like people are still very threatened by it because again there was that fear of being a bigger bodied person, because if you're a bigger bodied person, you're less than, you're not seen as attractive. You're going to die. Like there's, there's so much more to it that even myself, I also do shit now that like, I catch myself. I participated in the fucking keto diet. Like I think about that now and I'm like, what in the fucking world was I thinking Mm -hmm. doing that? But I know why it's because there's always going to be a part of me that subscribes to that because that is what I was taught to believe for a very, very, very long time in a period of time where as a kid, we were learning how to be humans. Mm -hmm. And I, I think about the kids that I teach now and how impressionable they are that I cannot believe that as a kid, I was told by a grown ass adult in a Weight Watchers meeting that I needed to have more self-control. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it makes sense though, that we're still having to unlearn it. Nikki, did, did you do Weight Watchers? With- oh yeah. And I was shamed almost every single time I weighed in because I, in front of a group of adults, because I kept yep. gaining weight, even though I was doing less points than what I was supposed to. And I was starving myself right. and still gaining weight, but I wasn't do. I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Again, it was designed to fail, but at the time it, yeah. it didn't. And the, the shit that you put in your body, like I think about the Weight Watchers foods that they made that were so processed and filled mm-hmm. with so many things Sugar. that like, <clears throat> yeah, like it just blows my mind. But like now on my, on my account and even on, you know, with Instagram and all these different things, the enlightening thing is, is that again, people still are unlearning it or not recognizing that there are things that they need to unlearn, but also that I feel like every single time I get a comment from somebody saying, I thought I was the only person that thought that way. Mm-hmm. I thought I was the only person that experienced that. I thought that I was the only one who ever was, w- went through that. It's almost like it chips away at it a little bit yeah. for me because then, because I spent so much of my life as a bigger bodied girl feeling alone mm-hmm. and feeling like I was going to be in this all alone forever and now it's very clear to me and again this comes in with dating too I'm not the only fucking person in this world that's never had a relationship Mm -hmm. and that is a very empowering feeling that I think I'll always be grateful to social media for but at the same time I don't know it's just a lot of unlearning things that are just like so bonkers like when you think about it like I cannot believe it you know so I saw your TikTok that you made about, um, it was like you 
maybe you can explain the TikTok better than I can, but it was like basically you telling us that telling the world that you haven't had a relationship yet. And when I saw it, cause it came up on my for you page. So I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that. But also I want, I, we need to have her on because we have had on so many like dating therapists and coaches. And the one question we get the most is about being a late, a late bloomer and putting that in quotes because, um, like we've talked to so many people and that's like not a really great term to use. Right. We all have experiences. So I, I don't like saying late bloomer, yeah. right. It's like, we all have something to bring to a table and we all have experiences. Yeah. Um, so like, how did yeah. you decide that you wanted to like, talk about it on social media? It was because you saw other people or. <sighs> to be honest, I, I don't, I don't really know. I think I've, when I think about my love life and the lack thereof, it's not that I've never dated. Cause I have gone on like dates one date with like one person and then another date. Um, and they all are different horror stories. But when I thought about sharing that part of me, one, I get a lot of comments asking about if I am in a relationship, mm -hmm. um, asking if I'm dating, asking my preferences, things like that. And instead of commenting a million times and sharing that with people, I figured, you know, let's just knock it out of the park. But it also is a very big part of my journey in learning to love who I am, because I always felt that because I'd never been in a relationship or I'd never had anybody openly really interested in being in a relationship with me, that there was innately something wrong with me. And then that wrong then transformed into it's because of my body, because mm -hmm. that was always scapegoat. Mm -hmm. And so and I think, you know, never being in a relationship doesn't mean that I haven't fallen in love with somebody that doesn't necessarily mean, like, I think about my first like childhood love and that kind of also spawned it because it was one of those things where I was really unpacking why I never visited that heartbreak and then realizing it was because I thought it was because he didn't like my body. Um, when in reality, there was other stuff, you know, that, you know, unpack in therapy, but, and it's, I'll be very honest. It's fucking terrifying dating. Um, I'm a naturally anxious person and I know that I come off very um, extroverted, but I am a very socially introverted person and I tend to stay home. And I also, I also live in a really small town. So like going on dating apps, I've got like parents of kids that pop up or like, you know, teachers from other schools and like things like that, that I'm like, this doesn't seem like a good idea, but I think there's a large element of it where, again, I was sharing parts of my journey as a plus size person about feeling good about myself and my belly to create a, a less sense of loneliness for other people. So when I created that video and I shared about me never being in a relationship, but also just like wanting to hold somebody's hand, it was again, trying to create this sense like less lonely of like, there's gotta be one other person out there that hasn't ever been in a relationship. Mm -hmm. 
and it goes much deeper than that. Um, because for a long time, I believed that it was because of like, I used my body as an excuse. Like yeah. I would say, well, I want to make sure this, and I, I want to make sure like, I just, I was on hinge for all of three days and I deleted the app. Um, I, my sister helped me make my hinge app or my, my account. And I was like adamant about putting a picture on there that showed my whole body. Yeah. Um, cause I watch catfish and I can see how hostile people can get. And I'm not opening up that door. You know, I, I, but my sister was like, why are you like so hell bent on all of this? And I'm like, because I don't want to show up and then in their brains go, Oh, she's fatter than I thought she was. She lied. And my to sister's me. like, then they go fuck. Yeah. Like my sister's like, then they go fuck themselves. Like, but it's not that simple. Mm-mm. And so that's kind of where it all came from. Um, and I still get questions about it with like, but I think too, those videos were received very well. And it, it was very wonderful to see the amount of people that resonated with what I was saying. Um yeah yeah I've been on dates I just haven't had a person a person (laughs) yeah I think that's fair I mean Mm -hmm. it took me I had like little relationships I don't know like I had a boyfriend in like high school but for like three months uh, four months six months like and also like we barely saw each other I went to an all-girls school (laughs) you know so like we only saw each other on the weekends I remember at one point my mom had to be like um do you want to go see Joe this weekend and I was like I'm all right and she's like you're not like you're in a relationship you should probably see him and I was like okay I guess and (laughs) you know because like I didn't care I was like I'd rather see my friends and if like I didn't see him all the time I don't know and dated someone in grade school so like but do we count that no you know but it's like you have all these like little things um I don't know so I've only had like one real relationship that you would see in a rom-com um Mm. that would be portrayed in a book or something right um that isn't like little kid high school love and um so I think like I feel the same way that there's like some shame in it or something right that like I have only been able to I think for me it's like that I've only been able to find one person who likes me enough to hang out you know and I definitely think it's tied to my weight for me too I also I friend zone a lot and I know I do it and it's like hard to like you know not um but yeah I feel like there's there's so much shame in it yeah I think even for my straight size friends who haven't um, had a lot of like relationships. I feel they feel it too. Because Be like, like we're not normal. Yeah. But, like we are like, normal. What's wrong, what's wrong with you, quote yeah. unquote. Yeah, I, I think too, like you said, I've had like little things here and there. Like I had, I remember being in middle school and I had, I got, a, I, oh my God, I remember I was so obsessed with him. He was a skater boy. And I was like, my type, he's so cute. And, um, he and I dated, but it was like, it, he was my boyfriend, but it was like weird. 
and like like you said like we didn't talk much and I was in like literally eighth grade Mm -hmm. and then it just like stopped but I remember when he asked me to be his girlfriend I'll never forget this feeling I still think about it I thought in my brain thank god I can say I've been in a relationship and I was in middle school. Like that's so <laughs> ridiculous. Like, and now I think about it, I'm like, it wasn't a relationship. It was just that we sat next to each other on the fucking bus. Like it wasn't anything, you know, but, and then growing, like going through high school, I remember there was this dude that I went to high school with and oh, let's hope fingers crossed. No one from my high school listens to this. Um, I'm not going to say his name, but I remember seeing him in my homeroom class and I couldn't speak. Like the air left my lungs. I thought that I was gonna die. Like it was like this moment that like stood in time. And then from that moment on that one person, of course he's in my homeroom for the next four fucking years. Um, I was like jello. And then I had other you know, dudes that I had a crush on um, in high school and they, but they were all people that I was friends with. So I think that's also interesting that like, I only felt comfortable with having mm. those types of feelings that knew me or at least quote unquote knew me mm-hmm. um, and nothing ever came of it. And I think like even in college, so I was in a sorority, yikes. Um, and <laughs> it was an experience, <laughs> um, but I remember being pressured in college where so fun fact about me I hate drinking because Mm. it just like makes me feel like shit Mm. not that I don't love it your girl could toss back tequila like it's water till the end of time but it just like made me feel like crap and so I never really went out and I never liked going to parties which like was not the vibe for a sorority girl Mm. so I remember being at all these different things with fraternities and like dudes that we would interact with and like none of them ever like tickled my fancy. Like they just like never vibe. I just thought they were gross and weird. And then like the one dude that I was kind of interested in in college, he was like the nicest person. Like it wasn't about looks. It wasn't about his like what he was doing in school. He was just nice. And I remember telling my best friend at the time that, and she was like, you can't, you can't date him. Like, he's weird. Like you can't date him. I'm like, but he's so, well, we're not friends anymore, but <laughs> she, she, I remember her telling me that. And I'm like, now I think about it. And I'm like, I was attracted to him because he made me feel safe and in a space that I didn't feel safe in at parties. And I was like, I forced myself to go on Tinder later in college because I thought, like there was something wrong with me. Like I like needed to force myself to like do this because I'm like, but I didn't, to be honest. And now I, I think I talked about this out loud with my family and, and my therapist is that I didn't really want to date. Like I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't have any interest in wanting to be around somebody and having to share that vulnerability with them because I truly didn't know who I was as a person. And I, 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 you know, I, Tinder was an experience, um, to say the least. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I just kind of stopped because other things came up with my mental health and I just kind of dropped off with romantic experiences. And it, it, I think now I think about it and I, I talk about it a lot with the people around me of, I'm not going to waste my time 
with somebody who's going to half-ass something when I don't half-ass anything. And I know my value and I know my worth. And I love, I love the fucking person that I am now that I'm not, I don't know. And that that's, so I was on hinge for like three days and I got one gnarly message and I'm like, fuck this. And I deleted it. (laughs) But it was a, it was a message that confirmed that fear of like dating as a plus size person. Like people think just because you're on the internet that you can open your trap and spew hatred. And it just blows my mind. (laughs) Like I rejected you because you wanted to get fucked. And I said, no. And then you lost your marbles. Like, I'm sorry. Maybe we should like ask about if you're five years old or not, and you're throwing a temper tantrum, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but also too, I unpacked, you know, this idea of like intimacy and I don't actively seek out intimacy in regards to like sex, but like the intimacy of like knowing somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think when I thought about the people that I did have feelings for growing up, they were all people, all dudes that I was like friends with friends that with I had me. been around for years, you know, and they just like developed over time because I felt like I could trust myself with them. Like you know? a slow burn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. massively slow burn. A, oh, a massive my God. slow burn. That's what like you need. You need, you need a friend yeah. who turns into something more. Yeah. Oh, like it's always about trust. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like, do you feel when you were talking about that? I thought that was interesting because I think a lot of like, for me, when I watched like rom-coms and stuff growing up, I was like, well, that's the only, like, they have to get to know me to love me because they're not going to love me from just seeing me. Right. Like that was always like my big thing was like, well, it's not going to be like I walk in a room and someone falls in love with me because I'm not pretty enough because that's what society had told me. Um, yeah, no, I think that's, you've nailed it. I think that because we've been convinced that our bodies were always going to be a deterrent, that we always had to be on the defense for what we looked like slash what we wore. And like, even like in the past couple of weeks, I've been really struggling with feeling attractive, seeking other people's like validation for, for being attractive in the clothes that I wear. And like my, I wear these, um, they're my, literally my favorite things that I own. They're these like hot pink dungaree overalls that are covered in multicolored smiley faces. And it's like my favorite fucking thing that I own. I wear them all the time, but I like had this moment where I was feeling sorry for myself, which I have every once in a while. And I thought like, is anyone ever going to find this attractive? Because again, going back to body standards, we've been, it's been drilled into our brains that there's this idea of conventional beauty of you have to be demure and like, you have to wear, you know, a wrap dress and like, you have to wear your hair all done. Like that's, I think you're right that like, there's always this element of like wanting to live in this movie moment. And like, even the rom-coms that do star plus size people, the star of the show is the size of her body. Like, it's not just like she's plus size in the movie. It's like her whole movie plot line is about how she's trying to convince this guy to love her despite her insecurities. Despite, you know, yeah. it's always despite. It's like never, yeah. 
because or there's some guy in the background who like right. has loved her forever I feel like there's always that storyline and then I'm like yeah. oh so there's like some guy who's just gonna pop out of nowhere who loves me because that's what everyone right. keeps telling me like that feels yeah. like more like that could happen because they've gone they've gotten to know me over the last 20 years <laughs> yeah like what changed someone was interested that doesn't make it better yes because that is always the plot line too right that you need to make someone yeah. jealous yeah. I like legit did that with like a guy friend and did he give one iota of caring no because he wasn't into me like but I was like oh I just have to convince like he just has to see me dating and then he'll like <laughs> right. and then he'll get the picture he'll like no yeah. yeah but it's I think it's also like it creates this very um it's 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 a value system where in order for you to have these like steps in life you have to have a partner and then you can have kids and then you can have a house and then you can do this and you can do this. And it's like, I've talked about it with my family. I'm going to be 29 next week. Um, and I am perfectly okay planning for my future and planning to have kids by myself. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have a problem with that because I fucking like the life that I've built. I like the things that I do, the people that I'm around, the, my job, like I, I enjoy it that like, would a partner enhance it? Sure. And I would welcome it and I would, you know, open that door. But I also know myself enough to know that like, I am my father's daughter and my dad, he will never admit it now if in his, in his seniority, my dad is like a hopeless romantic. And like when he met my mom, my mom didn't give him the time of goddamn day and thought he was the creepiest dude on the planet. And he told everybody that she was his girlfriend for a full fucking year. And it was not true. And he called her all the time and sent her flowers and love notes and like all these different things. And like, finally, my mom realized and came to her fucking senses and realized like, he's a really nice guy. I see the love that my parents have. And they've been together going on 35 years and what they have done and what they've gone through. I think that's the thing of like being in a relationship is not like a rom-com where like you fall madly in love and then like the sun sets, mm -hmm. you fall madly in love and you're going to fucking fight and you have to figure out finances and you have to think about what if they don't want kids and like religious backgrounds and political stuff, because there are things that I'm not going to compromise on. So it's, it's tough in that respect as well. But also there's like, of course, an element of it where you like, feel like there's something wrong with you. And yeah. I'm like, what's wrong with me? Like, why didn't anybody ever ask me out in high school? Or why didn't I date anybody in college? Or, you know, and I don't think I have an answer to that. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think part of it as larger women or per our perception of us ourselves as larger women um, again, because I was straight size and I sh like definitely had a weird perception of like what I looked like. Um, mm. I know that I put barriers up, mm. like I put up my own barriers to like people to get to know me or like date them because I think deep down, maybe subconsciously, I was like, well, there's no way that they're they'll figure it out. Mm. Yeah. They'll figure it out. 
eventually. Yeah. Um, or even thinking about like um, getting intimate with someone too, I think for a long time really freaked me out unless it was like a one night stand type situation. It was like, okay, well, they saw it once and then now they don't have to see it again, you know? So I think that for me was like, like a thing, you know, I was like, okay, well, I can get my kicks or whatever. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I think that I know I like did it to myself. And of course there's like other things too. Like it isn't all body stuff, right? Like I have, think we have to remember that like everyone has their own trauma outside of just like body issues. Yeah. I mean, like there's other, there's layers to this, right? (laughs) Like there's other issues, like things that I've had to go through or Nikki's had to go through, you've had to go through that. Like we all take with us Mm -hmm. and, you know, have to deal with. And then that becomes another reason why we haven't been in relationships. I think anyway, but I have to like, not convince myself or remind myself, but just like sort of be like, okay, but there are there are reasons and I know them. Sometimes it makes it harder <laughs> to like yeah. get over them. Right. Cause you're like, I do know what I'm doing, but I still, I still find myself doing it sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. There's like so many reasons. Yeah. Right. And a lot of times it's like we get in our own way. But I also think it's just giving ourselves grace and time to work yeah. through all of it. Yeah. 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 And chipping away at it too. I think that, um, the, the, for a long time, I convinced myself it was because of my fear of like intimacy of like sexual intimacy, mm-hmm. because it is like, you are your most vulnerable in those moments. And, but at the same time, as multiple of my friends have told me, you can have sexual intimacy with yourself and you don't need a person there to do it. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. And I am on board with that. So like, I think, I don't know. I, And I think the comments that bother me the most when I posted that, most of it was like so positive and everyone's like, oh my gosh, I'm in the same boat as you. It's those comments that say, don't worry, your person's going to happen when it happens. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) Like, don't, don't tell me that. Like, don't sit there and say, it'll happen when it happens. Lots of things happen on a daily basis, Deborah. Like my person is not going to walk through the goddamn door and sweep me off my fat feet and say, let's do this thing. Like, that's not how this works. Like, I think that's, that's the tough part of it is that people consistently also say those types of things Mm -hmm. where it's not invalidating. It's not like, but it does diminish it a little bit where like, it's like, there's this divine plan that I'm just going to be single until all of a sudden the universe says, you deserve it now, babe. Or this man decides, the man decides that you deserve it or whoever you're dating decides that they want to be with you. Yeah. No, that's not how this works. And so, but again, that goes into that whole shebang of like feeling like you have to be in a relationship or you have to have another person who's interested in you romantically in order to give you that validation. And I feel like this whole time I sound like a sheep man hater club where I'm like saying like, I don't need a fucking man to tell me I'm <laughs> shit because I know I'm a shit. But, but I, I think, but yeah, I don't. Um, but at the same time, it would be nice. That's the thing. It's like, do I absolutely need it? Will I die without it? No, 
I can go to the, I can go to the nursing home as a single virgin with my sister and I will be a happy fucking camper. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would be nice to have that. Yeah. But if I don't get it, it's not the end of the fucking world because there's other ways to find that validation of, in the words of RuPaul, I don't know if you like Drag Race, but I'm a big fan. Um, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell can you love yourself? Or, you know, like, how can you love other people? Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. And I'm okay with that. I don't, um, it's not to say I haven't gotten DMs from people uh, asking about my dating status. <laughs> or like, it's very flattering when people slide into my DMs. Um, but but not- there's also an element. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's really not for you. A little ick. It's just a mix. It's a little ick in that it's like you don't know me. Like mm-hmm. I could like be somebody who doesn't wear socks with sneakers. Like, <laughs> like really. <laughs> God. Like people who like slide into my DMs and are like, "Hey, sexy, want to go on a date?" And I'm like, "Bruh, you don't even know if I wear deodorant. Like, what if I don't brush my teeth? Like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. you don't know me." But at the same time. I give props to people that are that out there. I yeah. it could never be fucking me. Yeah. Never be me. I still stress out about DM- DMing my mutuals on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they followed me back. I'm like, I send a message and I'm like, they're going to think I'm a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I, ju- I can just say her and I have both dated people who have DM'd us and it didn't turn out great. So I, I don't recommend it. Cool. Like you're, you're okay. You're, you're doing well. Yeah. My instincts, my instincts yeah. are correct. Your instincts are correct. <laughs> Follow your guy. Yeah, follow your gut for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love this. Thank you so much for coming on with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I hope I hope you don't regret it since it's your first podcast. No, this was okay. so easy. I'm sorry uh-huh. that I was like so long-winded about my family. That was not what I was no, on here you're for. Great. We love family. We love it. Yeah, yeah that was we great. Love it. Anytime, anytime you guys find yourselves on my side of the world, you're more than welcome. We would love that. <laughs> Don't hit us with a good challenge. <laughs> I mean, you will have to run away from ducks and chickens, but that's I'm into it. I can't run very fast. So. <laughs> well, I can't run very fast either. either. <laughs> me either. Can we can waddle away. If you guys aren't following Mary Fran, make sure you are. It's at it's Mary Fran on TikTok. Is it the same on Instagram too? Yes, but it's got two ends. So it's it's Mary Fran, but two ends. Fran extra brand at the end of every podcast we say goodbye to get each goodbye we say goodbye together would you like to do that (laughs) even though i can't talk okay guys we'll see you next week Bye. Bye. bye follow along with us on instagram and tiktok at swipe that and if you're not a part of our private facebook group join that too just search swipe that podcast and if you love us make sure you subscribe and leave us a review